Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. So today is the Sunday of the 144,000. Now, this number is not very strange. Probably I've encountered it at different occasions. But the ones who like talking about this number are the Jehovah Witnesses. You know, they say the Jehovah Witness, their group is in the 144,000. Of course, it's a statement that anyone can make. But, um, you know, there are more than 144,000. So I wonder where are the other ones who fit in. Are you getting me? When you look at the Jehovah Witness, there are more than what? 144,000. So I wonder where the rest will fit. But everyone claims to be among the 144,000. Amen. But today we're going to delve deep and understand who are these 144,000 as we continue with um, the study of the book of Revelation. Now, last time I taught a lot that there's an interval there. There's a gap, the church era. So the church is literally in a gap that the prophets of the Old Testament didn't see it at all. That's why in the Old Testament, there's no prophecy about the advent of the church, about the coming of the church. The church was a mystery. No one picked it up. No one talked about it. They may have inferred. They may have talked about something to do with us, but they really didn't have any idea who we are. Because we are fitted in a gap. We are fitted in a space between the 69th week and the 70th week. So the book of Revelation from chapter 4 going this side. I don't know whether you're even hearing me. We are following. From chapter 4 going all the way to the end. We are dealing with events and activities which are taking place, you know, from the 7th, from, from the 70th week of the book of Daniel. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. Why am I saying so? It's because the book of history by this time he had seen the vision of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then he was taught to write uh, the things which, which were present in his day, which was the seven churches, the seven churches that we looked at in chapter 2 and in chapter 3. And in those seven churches, we also understood that there were not just seven churches which were present in the day of John. There were also churches which were prophetic in their profile. They were prophetic in their outlook. They outlined in advance the history of the church era, the history of the church age, that we're going to move from one era to another to another to another until we finish seven eras. At the end of those seven eras, aha, then the church is raptured. After the church is raptured, then we enter into a period which the Bible has written a lot about. You know, the Bible talks a lot about what will happen in the last seven years, which is the 70th week, uh, according to Daniel's prophecy. The Bible has written a lot about that portion of time, more than any other time in history. So when you look at your Bible, understand it in that light. There's a lot talked about the 70th week on the book of Daniel. Okay, than any other period 
in time. And the other important thing that we need to understand is that, um, you know, the Bible started in the book of Genesis and it introduces a lot of things. And all of them, all of them from Genesis, they've got their ending in the book of Revelation. So the book of Revelation literally is a summary and a conclusion of everything that you can ever find anywhere in your Bible. So we make sure that we go back, we cover some stuff from the other passages, from the Old Testament, from the area passages, area books, or the New Testament, because Revelation is the, is the conclusion of everything. I hope you can hear me okay. We're having some internet issues. Um, we're having some internet issues. I hope you can hear me okay. As you can see, we are not in our usual spot. We are up here. So there are some connectivity issues. Um, the media team, they are working on that. If you can hear me, just wave at me. If you can hear me, just wave at me. All right. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you so much. All right. So, John was taught to write three things. The things that he has seen, the things which were, and the things which were to come, the things which shall be here after. And after writing uh, the church era in chapter 2 and chapter 3, comes to chapter 4, verse number 1. After this, I looked. After the opening, the seven seals. And I talked about the heptatic structure. Now we are in the gap between seal number 6 and seal number 7. That's called the parenthesis. There are some chapters that were been given in the parenthesis. So, Revelation chapter 7 from verse number 1. We're going to read all the way to verse number 17. That's where our service will end it today. And then the Bible says, and after, after these things, after these things, oh, 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 God. Oh, God. I don't know whether you are here. I've lost you somewhere. We are following. We find another metatauta. After and after these things, metatauta, after the seven seals have been opened, okay? After the seven seals have been opened, what does the Bible say? I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth. What are the four corners of the earth? You know, some people say, ah, you see now the Bible. The Bible thinks the earth is a rectangle. <laughs> no, the earth is not rectangular in shape. The earth as you know, it's a globe. It's oval. Aha. Uh -huh. Ovish. It's ovish. It's a bow, but ovish. The four corners of the earth are the four cardinal points. The north, south, east, and west. So there were four angels that stood, one on the east, one on the west, one on the south, one on the north. North, south, east, west. Okay. Holding. Aha. Uh -huh. The four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. So these angels had power to control the winds. You see, you don't know where the wind is coming from. Are you hearing me? It just passes you. You just feel the effect. But these angels have been positioned in these four cardinal points of the earth. And their job is to stop the wind from blowing across the globe, that the wind must not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And then verse number two, 
And I saw another angel ascending from the east, mm, 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 mm. having the seal of the living God. So this angel is ascending from the east and he has got a seal. And this seal is called the seal of who? The seal of the what? Living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. So here we also find another thing about these four angels, the ones which are standing on the four cardinal directions, that they were actually given power to hurt the earth. Now remember, if you follow the, the teachings, that the, 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 the church has already been raptured. The righteous have grown. They are no longer here. The church is no longer here. The people that we have on earth at this stage, there are two categories. There are three, there are three categories of people in the Bible. Are you hearing me? There are three categories of people in the Bible. Number one, the Jews. Number two, the Gentiles. Number three, the church. Okay? So your Bible deals with three categories of people. Number one, the Jews. Number two, the Gentiles. Number three, the church. You see, the church and the Jews are totally different people. The church and the Gentiles are totally different people. We are children of God. We, only us, are the children of God. Everyone else is not yet a child of God. Are you hearing me? Amen. We are children of the Most High God. So we are unique and different. Our destinies are, diff are different. Our origins are different. Hmm. I don't oh, know yes. they've been following me. They are following. So there are these three classes of people. Now, the church has already been raptured. It's now in heaven, which leaves two categories of people on earth. Who are they? The Jews and the Gentiles. The Gentiles, these are the unbelieving ones. They, they, are, there. they are not even Jewish. They're just out there. No people walking, eating food, and drinking water, and breathing air. That's what they're doing. They're out there. Now, at this point in time, because the church is no, he's not here, the angel, these four angels have been given power to hurt the earth and the sea. Okay, is that making sense? All right. Now, verse number three, saying, now this, this angel who ascended from the east, having the seal of God, he shouted and said, hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees. Till, someone said till. Till. Till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. Do we have sealed the servants of our God in their what? Foreheads. So this angel has a command issued to the other angels. Says, you four angels, wait. I've got something I need to do. I need to go in the whole earth and seal the servants of our God. So don't hurt the earth yet. So in other words, these servants that we're talking about here are people that are going to be sealed by the seal of God. And this seal specifically goes on their what? Foreheads. Someone say forehead. Forehead. Very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. These guys are being sealed on their foreheads. Are you following me? Oh, yes. Oh, I've lost you somewhere. We are following. You are here? Okay, so what was in this seal? That's the, probably that's the most important question. What was in this seal? What was on this seal? When you go to Revelation chapter 14, verse number 1. Revelation chapter 14, verse number 1. Oh my God. Makarabo satakis ketelebeso. I want us to together. One, two, three, go. 
And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him an hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. One more time. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him an hundred forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. Do we find hundred and forty-four thousand? Aha, now we find the 144,000 and the Bible says that these people were sealed. They were sealed. And now, Revelation chapter 14 verse 1 tells us what was in the cell. What was in the cell. The Bible says they were sealed with the what? The Father's name on their what? On their foreheads. Ah, oh God, I think I'm going too deep. Go deeper, Papa. Are you following what I'm saying? Oh, yes. They were sealed with the name of God. Where? On their foreheads. Now, this is a very important point because when you go to Revelation chapter 13, okay? When you go to Revelation chapter 13 about the Antichrist, what does he do? Okay? Revelation chapter 13 from verse 14 to 17. Okay, well, let's go all the way to verse 18. 14 to 18. Revelation chapter 13, verse 14 to 18. All right. The Antichrist, what does he do? One, two, three, go. And deceiveth them that dwelleth on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make, him make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. I want you to notice here, I want you to notice, that the Antichrist shall cause people to receive a mark, in other words, receive a seal. Mm -hmm. Now, the seal shall be the name, okay? The seal shall be what? The name of the beast, or the number of his name. So when we talk about a mark of the beast, it's not just a mark. Now we are beginning to understand here something. That when we talk about the mark of the beast, it is a name. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. I don't know whether you are following me. Oh, yes. It is a name. The name of the beast. Or when we do, you know, when we, when we look at the Greek alphabet, each alphabet letter has got a number. So if the name uh -huh, of whatever of, of whatever antichrist it is, once you add the numerical values of the letters, the numerical values of the no letters in the name, whatever number it comes to, okay, are you following me? Whatever number, say for example, um, if the name has got a B, C, D, whatever it is, B has got a value, C has got a value, D has got a value. So you add up the value of these three letters, and then the number, okay, is sealed on a person. The number is either sealed on the hand or on the forehead. Are you following me so far? Because it is a name. So the Bible says whoever takes on the name of the beast or the number of the beast 
or the number of the name of the beast, this one can never be saved. Why? Because it is a seal. Oh my God. It is not just a mark. Because sometimes people confuse, they think it's just a mark. No, it is a name. You take on the name of this beast. You take on the name of Antichrist or the number of his name. And the Bible tells us already that the number of his name is what? Six, six, six. Ah, that's now verse number 18. Let's read verse number 18. What is the number of his name? Here's what? Here is wisdom. Aha, uh -huh. in other words, there are so many people that will never crack it. They will never get it. So I disconnect. I disconnect. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. I receive. I receive. The spirit. The spirit. Of wisdom. Of wisdom. And revelation. And revelation. Are you getting it now? The Bible says you need to have the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation. In order to capture the revelation. So the Bible says here is wisdom. In other words, you need to go beyond your normal classroom setting. You need to think outside your normal box. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding, the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation is the same statement, wisdom and understanding. Ah, my God. I think I'm talking to myself right no, here. No, no, we are following Papa. Are you following me? Oh, yes. I haven't lost you. Oh, no. No, let's look at that verse. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 17. Let's just start from the KJV. We'll start with the KJV, and then we'll look at other versions as well. Amen. All right, one, two, three, go. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. All right, let's go to another version. NIV or something. Let's, uh, let's work through the different versions and see what we pick up. All right, that's what the amplified version of the Bible. One, two, three, go. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and secrets, in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. So we also have the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation, of insight into mysteries and what? Secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of our God. My God, my God, this is powerful. Someone say powerful. Powerful. Let's look at another version. All right, that's the NIV. Okay, what does the NIV tell us? I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so, so that you may know him better. So the NIV also follows what? Wisdom and revelation. All right, let's look at that. Do you have another version? We have exhausted your versions. <laughs> All right, the New Living Translation, what does it say? Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. Spiritual what? Wisdom and insight. Oh my God, this is amazing. Spiritual what? 
spiritual wisdom and insight. Alright, so we see that the Bible gives you the pair. Among the seven spirits of God, we've got the spirit of the Lord and then the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Now, other versions or other places in the same Bible have used understanding instead of what? Revelation. Are you following so far? So if you go to Exodus chapter 31, verse number 3, Exodus chapter 31, verse number 3, you find that pair. Instead of using revelation, they've used understanding. So we're talking about the same spirit here. Okay, Exodus chapter 31, verse number 3. All right, one, two, three, go. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. I've filled him with what? The Spirit of God. Uh-huh. In wisdom and in understanding. They've given us even, even how many there? Even three. And in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. Can you see there? But now there the Bible says the spirit of what? Wisdom and understanding instead of what? Revelation. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. All right. Should I show you another one? Go deeper. Masata Let's go to where it was started from. Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11. That's where it all started from. Let's read verse 1 to 3. Isaiah 11 verse 1 to 3. 1 to 3 go. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. I don't know whether you saw that one. Did you see it? Huh? The oh, yes. spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of what? Wisdom and understanding. The spirit of what? Counsel and might. The spirit of what? Knowledge and or the fear of the Lord. So here in our, in our, in our temple, here in our, in our house of God, you know, we've got the menorah, we've got the menorah lamp, you know, in the front of our, of our pulpit here. We've got the menorah lamp. And you see that on that menorah lamp, there are seven lamps, okay? And those seven lamps, they stand for the seven spirits of God. That's why the way we function in Streams International, it's a, it's a different dimension. Now, we've got seven in many places, but people don't know that we've got sevens in many places. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. We've got the seven on the menorah lamp, okay? But also, if you look on the pulpit, on our logo, you find the seven there. This is, we hid the seven there in the logo. Those lines, if you count those lines, they must be seven. If it's not a seven, it's a suspect logo. It's not us. It's for strangers. Oh, yes. Aha. Uh -huh. You see, if you count those, those lines there, they must be seven. If they are not seven, it's not our logo. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> hey! 
Hey. So people say, why, why did you have lines there? Why don't you put flowers? Uh-huh. Now you see this one, this one is a suspect. <laughs> you need to count the numbers, the number of those lines there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They must be seven. That's us. Someone said, that's us. That's us. Say power. Power. You know, these things were done deliberately. It wasn't accidental. Because we function in the seven spirits of God. Amen. Yeah. So, Revelation says, here is what? Wisdom. So, in other words, there are things, if you don't have the spirit of wisdom and understanding, you're going to miss it. That's why people have written volumes and volumes and books and books about 666. And whatever they talk about, it's funny stories. Like twinkle, twinkle, little star. They have got no wisdom at all. The Bible says here is wisdom. Go to another dimension. You can't afford to use your, your human understanding to decode what the Bible is talking about there. It says here is what? Wisdom. Someone say here is wisdom. Here is wisdom. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. So why, why are we talking about here is wisdom? Why is that very, very important? Why is that very, very important? Okay, let's go back to the verse. In Revelation chapter 13, verse number 18. Okay, let's read together. One, two, three, go. Here is wisdom. Mm -hmm. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. Aha, uh -huh, you see now. Here is wisdom. Now we find the two wisdom and understanding. Count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. One. Number two. And his number is what? Six hundred, three score, and six. So, six hundred. What is the three score? Sixty and six. So, when you combine, uh huh. When you combine what? Six hundred. Six hundred. Sixty. Plus sixty. Six. Plus six. What do you get? Six. 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 Six hundred and sixty-six. So when you hear six, 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 it's a, it's a numerical value of the name of uh, the Antichrist. The numerical value of the name of the Antichrist. There are many other places where six, six appears. Can I, can I show you where six, six is? Go deeper, Papa. Can I go deeper? Oh, yes. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to see. I'm on the puppet here. I'm trying to see what can I use. Um, <laughs> let me see if I can find it somewhere here. Now you are seeing a papa on the Bible. Yeah, right there on the Bible. <laughs> oh yes. I'm trying to find the six six for you. Um, do you have a barcode? A barcode. Every barcode has got 666. Every barcode. Every barcode has got 666. <laughs> but they hide it. You can't see it until I give you the revelation. Uh, let me get something that has got a barcode on it. Find a barcode. Get a barcode. <laughs> uh 
<laughs> get yourself a barcode. Get yourself a barcode. Get yourself a barcode. All right, you found a barcode? Can you see, have a look at that barcode that you have in your hand. All right, now on that barcode, let me teach you how to read a barcode today. <laughs> There's a 666 six, six in that barcode. The first, the first line or the first two lines, okay? There are three ways six is written in a barcode. There are three ways. Number one, it's either they write one thick line. They will write, they will draw one thick line as the first line. They will put a thick line in the middle most, and then they will put the thick line at the end. There are three lines one at the, the number one, number two is the one at the middle, number three is the last one. The last line, the first line, and the middlemost line, those lines are six. Now, they write six in three different ways. Number one, they'll write six with the two identical thin lines. There are two identical thin lines. Now, if you follow those thin lines, you find that it's the first one, and then it's the middle one, and then it's the last one. Are we together so far? I don't know whether you've even heard oh, yes. what I'm saying. Are you following what I'm saying? Oh, yes. They'll put the first two lines, identical thin, and then in the very middle, you find another line, two lines, and then the last ones will be the same. Those lines are representing 666. Six, six. Every backward. And then there's another way they write six. It's one thick. It's, it's not very thick, but it's a bit thicker line. You find that they'll put the first line thick, the middlemost line thick, the last line thick. Six, six, six. And then sometimes they'll put one thick and one thinner. Okay? One thick and one thinner. The first one. And then one thick, one thinner in the very middle. One thick, one thinner as the last one. Those numbers are always six, six, six. So every backwards starts with the six, in the very middle, six, in the last line, six. And then they've got numbers in between. So you, because you don't have eyes, you're like me, I don't want the beast. Uh, you are using the beast every single day when you go shopping. <laughs> uh, me, 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 what? When they go, when you go there, when they go on the wool shopping, when you are scanning, what you scan the barcode. Te, te, te. Every single day you go shopping, there's six, six, six being used. But that's not what the Bible is talking about here. <laughs> so don't run away. Ah, I'll never shop again. I'll just be cultivating in my backyard. <laughs> ah, I don't know whether you're hearing me. Yes, in this world, the devil is very clever. He's hiding things. It will take wisdom and revelation. Wisdom and understanding to understand these things. You see, in the barcode, there's 666. Like this bottle is identified um, with the six at the beginning. And then, they, you know, they, they, put, they, 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 they will start with a number outside the barcode. They put a number there. Like this bottle, they put nine 
at the front, nine, and then the long one. Can you see the, the, long, the long line? It is longer than the other ones. In the middle, they've got a longer one than the other ones. The last one is also what? Longer than the other ones. Now, these three lines are six, six, six. <laughs> wow. <laughs> are we together so far? Oh, yes. So, they will write six in three different ways. Either two identical thin lines or one thick line or a thick and a thinner one. They are... These are, these are the only three ways they write a six. I can see my daughter there, Beatty, trying to show us a barcode. You're there with a green thing there. Can you pick that one? Aha. Can you see? On, on, the, star, on the star. And that's just a writing thing. But you see, they've even started with a six. <laughs> yeah, they have started with a six. Aha, uh -huh, good. So that first one is, is it's what? It's there for six. Aha, uh -huh. that's the barcode right there. You see, the first line, it's a six. The middlemost is a six. The last one is a six. But they put it in a confusing way. It's not very consistent because they don't want people to understand this stuff. But, oh my God. Yeah, the first one is even a six. Aha. Uh -huh. And there are some barcodes. They even put the numbers there for you. Six, the first one. Six in the middle. Six. The last one. Ah, you see, the devil is very clever. But we are more clever than him. We function by the spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation. So the Bible says, here is wisdom. Aha. Uh -huh. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. And his number is six hundred three score and six. So we're dealing with the six 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 now this number six 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 they'll put it here on the forehead or they'll put it here on the hand okay it's a seal it is a mark when a person has received this number then they've received the number of the beast or the number of the name of the beast okay it's to add up to six 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 now in history there have been people you know whose names have added up to six 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 but they are, it's, it's a flawed method so like Hitler, Hitler, if you go, go on the internet, you find that Hitler's name, if you add it up, it's a 666. If you add up Corona, you know, the same Corona, Corona that, that name Corona, if you add up, it's 666. But it's a flawed, it's not right. <laughs> it's called Gematiria. This is, this is mathematics, which I shall be teaching you in the school of the spirit. It's mathematics, it's called Gematiria. Are you following me? Oh, yes. It's only true in the Hebrew or Greek alphabet, not in English. There's nothing like gematria in English. So if you put corona, people say corona. You know how they do? You know, do you know how they add up? They add the, uh, they put C O R N uh -huh. C O R O N A. And then they do their little, little math. It's a lie. It's not true. It's not true. That thing only works in Greek or Hebrew. English doesn't have gematria. But don't worry. I shall teach you very soon. When we open our school of the spirit. Oh, yes. I'm telling you, you shall look at the backward. It, oh, six, six, six. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. Your eyes are being opened right now. I'm telling you. My people are destroyed for what? For lack of knowledge. 
Say, oh Lord, oh Lord, load me up, load me up, fill me up, fill me up with the spirit, with the spirit of wisdom and revelation, of wisdom and revelation in your knowledge, in your knowledge, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I refuse, I refuse to be deceived, to be deceived in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And, and amen. amen. Are we together so far? Oh yes. So can we go back to our hundred and forty-four thousand? Oh, yes. That these people were sealed. And we, we found out what was sealed on their foreheads. That it was the Father's name that was written on their foreheads. So, chapter 6, chapter, Revelation chapter 7 just tells us they were sealed. But we are not told what they used to seal them. Okay? Now, when we went to chapter 14, we found out that actually they are sealed with the Father's name. On their foreheads. That's why the Bible says when the Antichrist comes, whoever receives the mark of the beast, which is the name of the beast or the number of that beast, okay, that one can never be saved. Because every kind of salvation, any type of salvation, must come with a seal. Hmm. I don't know whether you're hearing me. God give Papa. Salvation comes with a seal. Even you as a child of God, you are sealed. It's only that you don't know that you are sealed. There's a seal on your forehead. It's only that you don't know. You just think, ah, no, me, I'm saved. Oh, I am born again. My name is born again. No, there's a seal on your life. The devil looks at you, sees a seal of, of God on your life. Ah, what? What? And then begins to attack you. <laughs> there is a seal that identifies you. Can I go one level deeper? Oh, go deeper, Papa. Is this in the Bible? Because someone is already thinking, ah, prophet, ah, no, 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 prophet, you are going too far. Where is the seal now? Why can't I see it? It's only you who can't see, who can't see me, I see it on you. <laughs> I receive. Say, I am sealed. I am sealed. Is it in the Bible? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Remember, if I can't show you in the Bible, don't take it. Oh, yes. If I can't prove it to you in the Bible, then don't take it. Ephesians chapter 1, let's read uh, verse number 11 to verse number 14. Are you being blessed? Just wave at me. <laughs> Power. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. All right, I want us to read together. One, two, three, go. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. My God, my God, my God. Verse number 13, what does it say? In whom ye also trusted, after ye heard the word of truth, okay? The gospel of your salvation, in whom also, in whom also, hmm? in whom also, after that you believed, after you believed, you were what? 
ye were sealed with what? That Holy Spirit of promise. So as a child of God, there's the seal on your face. And it's the seal of the Holy Spirit. Ah, Oh God, oh God, help me to deliver this revelation. There's a seal on your life. And that seal is the seal of the Holy Spirit. But now these 144,000, they shall not be sealed with the Holy Spirit. They shall be sealed with the name of God on their foreheads. These are Jews. Uh, you are not even hearing what I'm saying. These are, a, these are Jews. They are, not, they are not you. You are different from them. With you, the Holy Ghost comes to indwell you. The Holy Ghost lives inside of you. The Holy Ghost comes and occupies you as its temple. But these people, they shall not be indwelled by the Holy Ghost. They shall just be sealed with the name of God. The Holy Ghost shall return back to the Old Testament where people are not being filled by the Holy Spirit, but they were just in influenced by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost just comes on people and they become born again. Are you hearing me? So in other words, after the rapture of the church, number one, the Holy Ghost will still be here. The Holy Ghost will still be in the earth. It will, the Holy Ghost will still be working with people for people to become born again. But after they become born again, the Holy Ghost will not enter them as to occupy them the way he occupies us in the church era. As we are sealed with the Holy Ghost. Oh my God. That's why there's a mark on your life. When the day of rapture comes, it is only people with a mark that shall be raptured. Only people who have been sealed shall be raptured. Only people with a mark on their face shall be raptured. Are you hearing me? So when you are walking around, don't just walk around as if you are nobody. You need to know who you belong to. Whose are you? You have been sealed, you have been marked, you are marked for success. You have been marked for greatness. You have been marked for breakthrough. You have been marked for a miracle. You have been marked to receive redemption. No matter who says what. Say, I am sealed. I am sealed. Yeah. There's a stamp on your forehead. And that mark is a mark of the Holy Ghost. There's a stamp of the Holy Spirit. But when you look at the people in this era now, in the era of after the church has been raptured, they are now being sealed with what? The name of God. Why the name of God? We have, we have returned back to the Jewish nation. The things are happening again as they happened in the Old Testament. Are you following me? It's no longer the church age. The church age has come to an end. Remember the church age comes to an end when the fullness of what? The Gentiles become in. When the fullness of the Gentiles become in, the church age has closed. So the operations of the Holy Ghost are now, being, are now different from the operations of the Holy Spirit in the church age. We enjoy a special dispensation. We are enjoying a special, a, mystery, a mysterious dispensation. And that's why the Bible says even angels, they come to look at us. Go, whoa, look at these people. Oh my God. Oh, hey, did you see that one? Did you see that one? So they begin to point at, did you see that one? Did you hear what he was speaking? He was saying, Rabba, kata, tata, basa. What was that? <laughs> Power. Say, I am unique. I am unique. Come on, say, I am unique. I am unique. And I will do unique things. And I will do unique things. Say, yes. Yes. 
You see, don't walk around as if you are defeated. Don't walk around as if you are nobody. You are a somebody. There is a whole seal of the Holy Spirit upon your life. You have been sealed by the Holy Ghost. Am I talking to someone in PNG? Ah, masata makando. Ribaroska kunda vanto I am saying you're going to make it no matter who says what. Whether they like it, they don't like it, you're going to make it. Why? Because there's a seal of success upon your life. There's a seal of greatness upon your life. There's a seal of breakthrough upon your life. There's a seal of healing upon your life. There's a seal of going big and big and big and big upon your life. Am I talking to someone around here? Holy. Say yes! Yes! Say I am sealed. I am sealed. I'm going to do great things. I'm going to do great things. Oh my God. My God. I don't know who is receiving. I think that one is receiving. I can see Veniana is receiving like a crazy. She got the revelation. My God. My God. My God. There she goes. Under the grace. <laughs> Someone say power. Power. Say power. Power. <laughs> think my church is in Toowoomba. Toowoomba seems more excited. Can we continue? Oh, yes. Or we should finish now? Continue, Papa. I should continue? Oh, yes. Okay, let's go back to Revelation chapter 7, verse number 3. That's where we were. Receive. One, two, three, go. What does it say? Saying, Hut not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, that we have sealed the servants of, of our God in their foreheads. Ah, this verse. There's just too much packed in that verse. Let's read again. One, two, three, go. Saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, that we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. So in other words, in other words, when these servants have been sealed, the seal which is the name of God, will bring protection on their lives that they should not be hurt by the wrath of God being released by these four angels. Now, this means, now, thinking backwards, okay, it means you as a child of God has been sealed by the seal of the Holy Spirit. There is a protection unique on your life. There is a unique protection upon your life. There are some things which can't just hurt you. So when the Bible says you shall drink poison and it shall not hurt you, it knows what this song about. There is a seal of the Holy Ghost upon your life. When the Bible says sickness shall have power over your body, the Bible knows what it's talking about. That there's a seal of the Holy Ghost upon you. You know the seal of the Holy Ghost 
comes with the protection. It's not for decoration. You know, you don't need any decoration at all. You're already handsome. You're already beautiful. Why? The glory of God has made you handsome. The glory of God has made you beautiful. So you are not purified by the seal. The seal is a mark of protection. Say, I am protected. I am protected. You need to have some confidence when you're walking around. You don't have some confidence when you're sleeping in your house that I am protected. There is a seal of the Holy Ghost upon your life. And this is a seal of protection. Say, I am protected. I am protected. Oh my God, my God. Oh no, oh my God. No, we are not only talking about sickness and disease. We are talking about even over the devil himself. You are more grander, more powerful. You are lifted higher above every demoniacal forces. The Bible says far above every principality and every power and every might and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come. Why? Because God has put a seal of protection upon your life which is the Holy Spirit. You were sealed with the Holy Ghost upon your life. Oh, yes. Say, I am beyond failure. I am beyond failure. Say, I am beyond defeat. I am beyond defeat. Say, I am unstoppable. I am unstoppable. Oh, can I see your joy? Can I see your joy? Can I see your joy? Wherever you are, if you're on Facebook, just make some noise right there on Facebook. I am checking your noise on Facebook. Say, prophet, I'm right here. I am making noise. Prophet, I'm right here. I want to see your noise on Facebook. Oh my God, yes, Felwaki, you are sealed. Yeah, oh my God. Antonia Ritmeta, yes, we are protected. My God, my God, my God. Yes, Ethelini, aha, uh -huh, it is happening. Kaba Satarisketeso. Ron Karabashete Yarabatia. Ripa Doskahazo. Yes, Bidaya, you are sealed. <laughs> hey! Say neighbor. Neighbor. Hey! Hey! <laughs> powerful, powerful, powerful. My, 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 my. I don't know how you'll be walking after this service. I think every morning you'll be showering three times on your forehead to make sure that the seal is appearing. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> when you're walking, you'll be doing your head like this. People, why, why are you doing your head like this? Say, yeah, I am sealed. Oh, yes. Just for control. <laughs> Woo! Say, I refuse. I refuse to be hurt. To be hurt by anything. By anything from the pit of hell. From the pit of hell. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right. Can we continue? Verse number four. And I heard the number of them that were sealed, and there were sealed an hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Oh, hundred and what? 44,000 of all, of all the tribes, of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Now let's look at, um, at these tribes. Number one, tribe of Judah. How many? That's verse number five. Of the tribe of Judah, we are sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Reuben, we are sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of God, we are sealed 12,000. Uh -huh. Of the tribe of Asher, we are sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Nephtali, we are sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Manasseh, we are sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Simeon, we are sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Levi, we are sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Issachar, we are sealed 12,000. Of the 
tribe of Zebulon were sealed, 12,000. All the tribe of Joseph were sealed, 12,000. All the tribe of Benjamin were sealed, 12,000. We have a problem. One tribe is missing. Which tribe is it? Which tribe is missing? Done. But also there's another tribe missing there. So there are actually two tribes missing. What are they? Let me see people in Zoom. Anyone lifting their hand? There's a hand there. Rossi. The tribe of Dan and the tribe of Ephraim. The tribe of Dan and the tribe of Ephraim. Thank you so much. That is so correct. Let's put our hands together for my daughter there. Amazing, amazing. Yes. So you found that there's no tribe of Dan. And then Ephraim uh, is dis has also disappeared. But now we can argue because Joseph, Joseph, comprises two tribes. And these are the tribe of Ephraim and Manasseh. So, when they put Manasseh there and they put Joseph, then we can argue that Joseph is representing Ephraim. And then Manasseh is being known by its own name. Why? Because, you remember what Jacob did in Genesis 49 when he was blessing the children of Jacob? He, he I mean, the children of, jo of Joseph, Jacob adopted the two children to become his own children. So, in other words, we are left with 14 tribes of Israel, not 12. I don't know whether you're hearing me. So, we are left with how many? 14 in courts and courts. All right? We can say, let's remove Joseph, put the two, then we're left with 13. Okay? Not 12. So, that's why in different portions of the scripture, you found that they've listed the 12 tribes, they use different lists. If it's military list, you find that Levi is not there. They'll put Manasseh and Ephraim. Because Levi was not meant to go to war. So he will not be on the list of those going to war. You still have 12 tribes. Are you hearing me? Uh-huh. But then here we find an issue that Dan is missing. There's nobody sealed from the tribe of Dan. Not that Dan is not there. Not that Dan, everyone in Dan is dead. No. It's only that these people who are being sealed here, these people who are being sealed here, these are people who have believed in Jehovah God. Dan had an issue with idol worship. Someone say idol worship. Idol worship. Are you following me? Oh, yes. Dan had an issue with what? Idol worship. If idol worship came to Israel, it came because of the tribe of Dan. The tribe that introduced idol worship was the tribe of Dan. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So in this context, remember we are now, us, us as a church, we're in heaven. It's now the time of tribulation and the great tribulation. The Jewish nation, God has, has turned his attention back to the Jewish nation. He's now saving them. He's now bringing people to preach the gospel. Are you following me? Now he 
144,000, what is their purpose? Why are they being protected? They are being protected from, from everything that the angels are going to bring. Now, these are not bad angels. These are good angels of God. Remember, the time of the great tribulation and the tribulation is not the devil doing things. It is God Almighty punishing the world. Are you hearing me? It is God punishing the world, not the devil punishing the world. It is God releasing his wrath over the world. Now, these people, they are being sealed to be protected from anything that the angels are going to bring. Whether they will bring fire, they are protected from fire. Whether the angels will bring floods, they are protected from floods. Whether there will be war, these people are protected from, from the war. Why? Because God wants to send the 144,000 to preach the gospel to every person on earth. Ah, you are not even hearing me. These 144,000 are believing Jews. They have become born again. They are saved. Now, God seals them and sends them to the whole world. So, these people, they will be, you arrest them, they will just walk out of jail. You put them you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a lion's den, they will not be eaten by lions. You shoot at them, they will not die by gun bullets. I don't know whether you're hearing what I'm saying. These people will be sealed, they will be protected, they will not be hurt by anything. There's nothing that can hurt them. Whether you put them through the fire, they will go through the fire. Whether you put them through the water, they will go through the water. That they will not die 144,000. No one of them will die. Nobody. Oh, someone say, I received that one. I received that one. I receive. Mm. I don't have time to give you the verses. But Leviticus chapter 24, verse 10 to 16, God said very, very clear the tribe that enters into adultery shall be wiped out from the list, from the book. Of God. So Leviticus 24, 10 to 16. Judges 18, 1 to 2. And then verse 30 to 31. Leviticus 24, verses 10 to 16. Just read the whole of Judges chapter 1. And then 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 28 to 30. 1 Kings chapter 12, verses 28 to 30. Are you being blessed? We are blessed, Papa. Or have lost you somewhere? We are following. Is it making sense? Oh, yes. You know, the biggest nightmare for a prophet is to run so hard, thinking that everyone is with him when he's alone. Amen. That is the biggest night mayor, I'm telling you. Let's go to First Kings chapter 12, verses 25 to verse number 33. There's something I want to pick up there. 25 to 33. Let's just read. I would not explain. You understand what it says. One, two, three, go. Then Jeroboam built Shechem in Mount Ephraim and dwelt therein and went out from thence and built Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now shall the kingdom return to the house of David. If this people go up to do sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of his people turn again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam king of Judah. And they shall kill me and go again to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Whereupon the king took counsel and made two calves of gold and said unto them, 
It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And he set the one in Bethel, and the other put he in Dan. And this see, thing... Wait, 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 just let, let me comment there. Verse 29. What did he do? He made it two calves. Verse 28. Whereupon the king took counsel and he made what? Two calves of God. And he said unto them, it is too much for you guys going up to Jerusalem to the house of God and worship there. No, let me just make it gods for you. So he made two gods. He says what? Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. 29. And then he set the one in what? House of God, Bethel. And the other one he put where? In Dan. Someone said Dan. Dan. All right, continue reading. And this thing became a sin, for the people went to worship before the one, even unto Dan. You see now where people were going to worship? They were going to worship unto before the one. Which one? The one that was in Dan. So Dan became the center of idol worship. All right, because of time, that's enough. So Dan became the center of idol worship. So here we find that God does not pick anybody from the tribe of Dan to be protected. He allows the tribe of Dan to go through the great tribulation without any protection. But the 12,000 representatives from all the 12 tribes, these are sealed and God sends them into the whole world to do something. Let's see their results. Let's see the results. Verse number 9 of chapter 7, Revelation. What were the results of this 144,000? What, what were they doing? Revelation chapter 7 from verse number 9 to verse 17. That's the last portion of that, of that, of that, of that passage. Let's see. What were they doing? One, two, three, go. After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations, and kindreds, and people, and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. So these 144,000 evangelists, they go throughout, throughout the whole world. Now, this, remember these people, they have been sealed. They can't be hurt by anything. You can't control them. You can't use passports to control They are going everywhere. <laughs> they are dangerous. Someone said dangerous. Dangerous. But we are more dangerous than them. Okay? Oh, yes. We are more dangerous than them. They go everywhere preaching the gospel. Even where we are not able ourselves to go, they go there. Even in China, they go there. Even in Russia, they go there. Even where they are not, in, in Muslim countries, where they are not allowed Christians, they go there to preach the gospel. Because there's nothing that can hurt them. Are you hearing me? So after preaching, we see the results of their preaching. After this, I beheld. Metatauta. After this, after the sealing of this 144,000, I beheld. And lo, what did he see? And lo, what did he see? A great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palms in their. Where, where did they have palms? Palms in their what? in their hands. Oh my God. I think I'm speaking to myself. We are here, Papa. Palms in their what? 
hands. The question is, why palms? Why palms? Gaudiva Baba. I receive. John chapter 12, verse 13. John 12, 13. Why palms? John 12, 13. Why palms? Let's read verse 12 and 13 so we understand the context. Start from number 12 going into 13. Just to build a bit of context. Are you being blessed? Oh, we are very blessed. Powerful, powerful. All right, let's read together. One, two, three, go. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. Ah, my God. I don't know whether you are seeing the parallel here. These Jews, on the day they heard that Jesus was coming and entering into Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him. And he cried, Hosanna, blessed is, is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. King of Israel is not a king of the, of the Gentiles. King of Israel is a king of Israel. Are we together so far? So in other words, their focus is Jesus is the Messiah of the Jewish nation. They took palm branches. Now we see that this group here again, we find them seeing, taking what? Branches, because the branches of palm symbolize victory. Someone say victory. Victory. They are a symbol of what? Victory. Aha. Uh -huh. So these guys, they've got palm branches. They are a symbol of victory. Us, the church, we don't wave palm branches. We don't. We don't wave palm branches. Us as the church, what do we have? Crowns. Someone say crowns. Crowns. Remember there's a crown of righteousness. Remember we are ruling as what? Kings and priests. We are ruling as what? Kings and priests. Someone say kings and priests. Kings and priests. We are represented by the 24 elders. Um, oh I, yes. I think I'm going too deep. The 24 elders, the Bible says they sit on thrones. And they have got what? Crowns of God. And they cast down their crowns on the ground, on the, on the sea of glass. And they worship him that sitteth upon the throne, saying, Thou art worthy to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for their pleasure they are, and they were created. So they us when we look at us, when we look at the church, okay? When we look at the church, the church is being represented by the 24 elders. We are not being represented by the 144,000. No, the church is represented by what? The 24 elders. We are among the 24 elders. Because the 24 elders, you've got the 12 tribes of Israel, and then you've got the 12 apostles of Jesus Christ. So we are the New Testament saints. We are being represented here by the 24 elders. We are not carrying palm branches. No, we are wearing crowns of God. We are people have got thrones. We are ruling with our Lord Jesus Christ. We are running with Jesus. Someone say yes. Oh my God. My God. You are greater than a palm. No. What are all these palm, palm leaves? We are beyond that. We will just be watching them doing cutting palms like oh, oh yeah. 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 You have overcome. But us. We are people who sit on thrones. 
We are people who are reigning with Jesus. We are people who are ruling. We are kings and priests. Remember, there are only three classes of people who are kings and priests. Number one, who is it? Melchizedek. Number two, Jesus Christ. Number three, us, the church. Not the tribulation saints. Uh-uh. Those guys, they will not rule with, with Jesus. Uh-uh. But us are the ones who are ruling with Christ because we are kings and priests. Ah, you are not even following what I'm saying. Oh, no, we're following, Papa. I think I've lost you somewhere. Oh, no, we're following. Are you following? Praise the name of Jesus. Are you following what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Are you being blessed? Oh, yes. Is it making sense? We are blessed. All right, let's continue. <laughs> the book of Revelation is very difficult because every statement you read has got a very big story behind it. Oh, yes. <laughs> every phrase you read has got a big story behind it. You can't just read and keep going. No, you miss it. All right, so we are in verse number nine. After this, I beheld and lo a great multitude which no man could number. So, in other words, salvation shall continue even in the days of the tribulation. Now, that's a very important statement. Very, very important statement. Why? Why is it a very important statement? It is a very important statement because people said the Holy Ghost would be taken away. He's the one who is restraining the Antichrist from being revealed. No, the Holy Ghost is here. The Holy Ghost will continue working until people continue being born again. And in fact, the Holy Ghost will be even more busier in the days of tribulation. Why? Because people wake up. The church has been raptured. The church is gone. Are you hearing me? Now everyone wake up. Ah! This thing is real. But then the only problem is they cannot be saved the way we are saved. Are you hearing me? We are saved by the grace of God. Someone said the grace of God. The grace of God. Them, their salvation is not like us. Them, they have to die. Them, they have to pay price. I don't know whether you are hearing me at all. They have to go through the tribulation. They'll be living in the mountains. They'll be living in dens. They'll be living in the jungles. Us, we don't have to live in jungles. We live in our air-conditioned houses. And yet we are born again. Rapture, pew, we are gone. Someone said, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. It's me, it's me, it's me. All right, let's go to verse number 10. Okay, now, now, now I'll not comment anything. I'll just read it, and then we close, right? Verse number 10, one, two, three, go. And cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. I don't know whether you are noticing the change of language. They're talking about salvation unto God. Who is our Savior? Who is our Savior? Jesus. Jesus Christ. They're not talking about Jesus here. Are you following what I'm saying? Their focus is on God, because this is a Jewish nation. Mm. Someone say, mm. Mm. All right, let's continue. Verse 11. And all the angels stood round about the throne, and about the elders and the four beasts, and fell down before the throne on their faces, and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, what are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? Uh-huh. Now, one of the 24 elders is asking John, Hey, John, who are these who are arrayed in white robes? And where are they coming from? <laughs> He's asking John, where are these guys coming from? Who are they and where are they coming from? Let's see the answer of John. What did John say? 
And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to uh, me, uh, Sir, thou what? In other words, hey, I don't know. You, you, you know the answer yourself. <laughs> Why is John not knowing these people? You see, John is not knowing these people because he is already raptured. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He has already been what? Raptured. Now, these are saints being saved during the tribulation. So, they are beyond his knowledge. So, he says, no, I don't know them. I don't know who they are. Now, the angel, and I mean the elder, begins to explain who they are. Uh-huh. What did he say? He says, Serve thou knowest, and he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation. And have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. These are they which came out of the great tribulation. So there will be saints, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters. A lot of them. And in fact, some Bible commentators believe there will be more people saved during the tribulation than those who are saved today. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Why do I say so? Because verse number 9 says, After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. We are looking at a number that no one could count here. So people today, they may be so stubborn. They go, you preach the gospel to them, they may be so stubborn. But believe you me, after you have been raptured, they will remember the gospel that we are preaching today. You may be preaching and then people are not being born again. You are like, oh God, I'm so discouraged. I am preaching every single day. I'm sharing tracks every single day. I'm giving flyers every single day. No one is being born again. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. I am saying just wait. Continue doing what you are doing. Am I talking to someone right here? Oh, yes. Continue preaching the gospel. Continue, continue sharing those, those flyers. Continue giving the leaflets. One day they shall remember that there was a person that preached the gospel to me. The person has been raptured is gone. Oh, this thing is real. They will go look for that track. They will get it and say, hey, Lord, I'm ready. I am ready. Whether they kill me, I am ready. Whether they have to live in the mountains, I am ready. So continue preaching the gospel. Your labor is not in vain. Am I talking to somebody right here? Oh, yes. Say yes. Yes. Your labor is never in vain. I, I, oh, my God. Yes, they may not be born again today, but a day is coming when they shall remember that gospel. A day is coming in the time of the, of the great tribulation. They shall remember the words you speak to them. Those brothers of yours, those sisters of yours, those uncles and aunties of yours, they are so stubborn today. Those children of yours, they are so stubborn today. But after the rapture, their eyes will open and say, oh, what mom used to say is true. What? They will remember the gospel. And they'll be saved. Oh, yes. On that day, you shall be looking. Ah, I can see my son there. I can see my daughter. I can see my aunt. I can see my uncle. They've washed their robes in the, in the blood. I don't know my, my Yasita caskets. Are you even understanding what I'm talking about? They've washed their robes in the blood of the lamb. Someone oh. say, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. Bring it on, bring it on. Verse 15. receive. Verse 15. Therefore, therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the 
He that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more. Aha. They shall what? Now, in other words, during the time of the great tribulation, these people, they shall suffer hunger like crazy. Why? You can't buy, you can't sell. They will not be allowed to go to Woolies to buy food. So, they will be living a life of hunger. Hmm. I don't know whether you're even hearing me. Oh, we hear you, Papa. They'll be living a life of what? Hunger. And then what is the second thing? Neither. Neither what? Neither shall the Fist. sun light Fist. on them, nor any heat. Okay, let's start with that. Number one is what? Hunger. Number two? Thirst. Number three? The sun. Number four? They'll be living in dens without air conditioning. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Imagine being in Queensland. No air conditioning. You're living in a den. Oh, boy. The day you find yourself before the throne, you're like, oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you. The heat was killing me. <laughs> oh, yes. You better, you better hold on to your salvation today. With your air conditioning, with your car air conditioned. I once had a car without air conditioning. I know what it means. When I just came to Australia, my first car had no air conditioning. It was only two doors. Are you hearing me? And it had something called a sunny roof. And the sunroof was broken. There was just a glass there, no, no protective visor. We'd all be sweating. We'd be sweating like, like okay, I'll not go there. I'll leave it alone. Amen. <laughs> From that day, I told myself, I'll never buy a car with a sunroof. <laughs> I didn't know that there are nice, you know, sunroofs where it's not just the glass. There's a visor there, so the sun doesn't hit you. You know, you can open and you can feel cool. But ours, hey, it was like an oven. <laughs> You're driving from point to point B, you'll be sweating. Amen. By the time you hit point B, oh my God. All you need is cold water to drink immediately. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> these people, these people have no amenities of life. They will hunger no more. They shall thirst no more. Neither the sun. Remember, they are living in the mountains. They are living in jungles, running away from the Antichrist. They are not living in homes. They are living in jungles. The sun is beating them day and night. And then the last, the last thing, the heat. They don't have air conditioning. They are being... They have been out there in the heat. Verse number 17. For the lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them. They are eating in arrears. <laughs> they are eating what? In arrears. Uh-huh. And they shall what? He shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. They are drinking water in arrears. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. It's a moment of consolation. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. I disconnect myself. I disconnect myself. From this group. From this group. I am a saint. I am a saint. Ready. Ready. To be raptured. To be raptured. Right now. Right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. 
Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I want us to see something there. 1, 2, 3, go. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with the patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The Bible says, Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which doth so easily beset us, which so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I don't know what is it that's happening in your life. I don't know what is it that you are struggling with. But I want to urge you, do not allow any of this word, any of these sins to make you miss rapture. I'm begging you. I am begging you. I know if you, are, if you have got an addiction, it may be hard. But do whatever it takes to break that addiction. And walk away from that addiction. There may be sins in your life that you are so used to committing that now they no longer feel like sin. The Holy Spirit even stopped rebuking you when you do those things. I'm begging you today. Turn around. Turn away from those sins. Don't allow anything to make you miss rapture. The Bible tells us what to do. What does it say? Let us lay aside every weight. Let us lay aside every sin. It means to put away. It means to cast off. It means to lay aside, lay down. Okay? Throw it away. So right now we're going to do that. Say, O oh Lord, oh Lord, by the grace, by the grace of, our Lord Jesus Christ, of our Lord Jesus Christ, I lay aside, I lay aside every, weight every weight and every sin, and every sin that, so easily besets me, that so easily besets me. And O oh Lord, oh Lord, I lay them aside. I lay them aside. I put them away. I put them away. I put them down. I put them down. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of I Jesus. break their bondage. I break their bondage. Upon my life. Upon my life. I break every addiction. I break every addiction. Upon my life. Upon my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, O oh Lord, oh Lord, any sin, any sin, and any weight, and any weight that might cause me, that might cause me to miss rapture, to miss rapture. I let them aside. I lay them aside. I lose their hold. I lose their hold. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name Welcome. of Jesus. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au. And follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings. And it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed. And until next time, Shalom. Shalom.